Hello and welcome to the Nano Nano Film podcast on improv, mainly improv, a little bit of film, possibly some other bits and pieces relating to creative arts, but predominantly on improv. Uh, my name is Dave Heron and the purpose of this podcast is to really, for me, just to kind of ponder thoughts on uh, improv techniques, tools, things I've learned, things I've found challenging, continue to find quite challenging. Um, little bit of experience and things that maybe I've learned things that probably have gone well and why they have and what aspects I worked on and the hope is that firstly it's just a cathartic thing for me and secondly um, hopefully it strikes a chord with you and maybe you have felt similar challenges similar successes and they've been built on the same things or you've done things slightly differently and they worked out well um, in which case I'd also be very keen to to hear that I think the thing with improv is that you're always learning always experiencing and it's just a craft that just keeps on being honed and I don't think at any stage I've um, I'll ever feel an expert in that in that regard but hopefully I can see progress over over time so you're probably wondering what sort of experience I have I've got a few years experience under my belt um, but I wouldn't class myself as an expert in any way at all I've been lucky to do improv from San Diego to London and been very fortunate to do improv with some very talented and experienced improvisers so these are just some of the things as i say that i've learned along the way so far i'm still learning still trying to get better and hopefully uh, as i said they strike a chord with you too so the topic i wanted to cover this week uh, was around unexpected improv in the workplace or just in daily life um, i caught myself the other day riffing with somebody at work is probably the best way of describing it and when i thought about it afterwards i thought oh that's improv that's that's what we do in classes that's you know what we're taught that's what we do on in shows and the setup was that this person was describing how difficult it was to take requests from different stakeholders at work and described the situation as being in the middle of a road where cars are going one way and other cars are going another way. And then I said, yeah, but that road is uh, probably like a super highway with five lanes of traffic one side and five lanes on the other. And we both laughed. And then he added to it and said, well, maybe it's a bit like Spaghetti Junction, when actually the cars are going in all manner of directions and you're right in the middle and you're trying to work out who needs what, who's going where, why they're going that way. But what I found myself doing afterwards was reflecting on that and thinking that that was me doing improv in the workplace and that was him doing improv in the workplace and probably not even realizing it so i thought more about other things that i i talk about or people have spoken about you know people not necessarily people in my current workplace but places elsewhere and people working in other organizations and and there was one where a friend of mine working in another organization was describing their senior management at the workplace and they described them as children in a creche and then I jumped in and said, well, yeah, they, 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 they probably can't eat properly, <laughs> um, which had nothing to do. I don't, God knows why I added that, but it's just random. But then he added and said, well, yes, they're very demanding. You know, they're throwing things out all the time. They, they have to be helped to eat. They have to be spoon fed stuff. So he was building on the, the idea of, of, of eating properly. Um, and then I said, of course, they're, they're, they're really overpaid as well. So there's this kind of sort of class status. They expect you like almost like a private school crash system. 
And what we found again was that we were just building on these sort of, I guess, a gripe that he had in his his organisation. But we were building on that in an improv way, a yes ending. And it was all derived from his feeling of it as well, of course, a sense of, I guess, kind of frustration. But again, it was another example of, of it in the workplace. So it made me think, what are these aspects that we improv in in the workplace? So for me, it's really building on analogies. The use of analogies in the workplace is where you start to see improv happening. So somebody takes a situation that they're experiencing right now and formulates an analogy to describe that. And then what you find is when you're talking with one other person or a group of other people, that other people start to build on that analogy as well. And now, of course, in some instances, and certainly in the two instances I've described there, it does become quite ridiculous. But I guess that's part of the comedy relief that, that that people have in workplaces and in everyday life is using that analogy to get that sense of relief from the frustration that they're possibly finding at that point in time. And typically when you're in a situation where you're building and you're adding on what somebody says, you're enthused about something. Now, either you find it funny or you find it really, really interesting. And the same, I guess, applies to improv scenes as well. It's very difficult to do a scene where your character, and to a certain degree, maybe by some inference yourself as well, but you can you can dissect the two. But your character has to be interested and enthused as well to be able to build on the scenario that you and your improvising scene partner are trying to do. You've got to find it funny. We've got to find it really interesting. And that makes it easier to, to build on it. There was a, another example in a previous organization I used to work in a number of years back where a colleague of mine described the process at work and the different roles and responsibilities in that and compared it to a, a pie making factory. Now, it wasn't a pie making factory. It was uh, some form of banking and finance but described it as sort of a pie-making production line. And when he said that, he then said, well, let me go into that in more detail. I'm talking about, you know, you need, if you had a pie-making factory, you need to have somebody who, who made the pastry, somebody who did the crimping on top of the pastry, somebody who did the filling. And then I said, well, what if, 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 if you then had different fillings? You had a sort of your, you had a meat filling, or you had a, a veggie filling, or you had a, a, an apple pie filling. And then somebody else said, well, what if somebody then puts the wrong filling in? And then we use that analogy to describe how a process might be broken between different handoff points. But the point is that that actually really wasn't particularly a funny conversation. But what it was, was improv. It was people building on the analogy, taking what was said before them and adding to it. It's creating that world where the analogy still was a true reflection of what was actually happening in, in their workplace, totally different sector. And it was something that they were able to recognize and build on and share with each other as well. And that's a key, key part as well. When you find that people are building on your analogies in the workplace or in everyday life, they're sharing that experience with you. And that is kind of what you have on stage when it goes really well as well. You've got scene partners 
who are sharing that experience. And that, for me, is probably one of the most beautiful things about improv. It's so different to stand-up comedy. It's so different to singular public speaking because it's a shared experience that you can talk about with people afterwards. So that's something I thought I'd just share this week with you. Improv in the workplace. I'm sure there's plenty of analogies and and I've caught myself now catching them as they begin to appear. But anywhere where you're having a conversation with somebody and you're both yes-anding and you're adding to it and that conversation is building and building. And in some instances, it might be funny. And there you've got improv comedy. In some instances, it might not necessarily be funny, but it's a shared interest. And there's a bond between you and that other person. And when you translate that across to an improv scene, it's a bond between different characters. And the audience sees that as well. So that's it for the podcast this week. I just thought I'd share with you uh, some reflections of how I've caught myself thinking about improv in the workplace. And I'll certainly keep an eye on it. And as as and when more funny analogies pop up, no doubt I'll share it with you. But be very keen to see whether you also experience some good examples where you've caught yourself doing that and then realizing actually this is a shared experience. So thanks for listening. If you've got any examples yourself of improv in the workplace or at home with friends and family, where you've built on uh, analogies or examples or or stories with other people, um, I'd love to hear about them. And I'd also be interested to know examples where you tried and failed. And it was probably a little bit awkward uh, to build a story with somebody. Um, that's probably a topic for another time. But yeah, very keen to, to hear your stories too. Thanks very much for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.